This is Roger Penske, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, sponsored by Penske Truck Rental. IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy. Presented by Penske Truck Rental. The holidays are here and it's time to celebrate. And on December 15th at the Stutz Museum in Indianapolis, our first guest had a career-defining moment to celebrate. It was Team Penske's Joseph Newgarden, the winning driver of the 107th Indianapolis 500 on May 28th, 2023. On Friday night, December 15th, Newgarden's Indianapolis 500 victory entered immortality as his face was unveiled on the famed Borg Warner Trophy. That's the moment when Newgarden entered Indianapolis 500 history as his sterling silver face is part of the trophy that includes the greatest names and drivers in auto racing history. From Ray Haroon, the winner of the first Indianapolis 500 in 1911, to Louis Meyer, the first three-time winner of the race, to the great Wilbur Shaw, another three-time winner, Bill Vukovic, a back-to-back winner in 1953 and 54, to A.J. Foyt, the first four-time winner of the race, to the incomparable Mario Andretti, four-time winners Al Unser, Rick Mears, and Elio Castroneves, Newgarden's face joins them on the Borg Warner Trophy. Newgarden is the 75th individual winning driver of the Indianapolis 500, dating back to Ray Haroon in 1911. A total of 795 drivers have started the 500, alphabetically from Walt Adler, one start in 1950, to Paolo Paul Zuccarelli with one start in 1913. Newgarden is the 110th face on the Borg Warner Trophy. All are sterling silver except Tony Hallman, the man who saved the Indianapolis Motor Speedway when he purchased it from Eddie Rickenbacker in November 1945. Newgarden's sterling silver image was the 35th created by sculptor William Behrens of Tryon, North Carolina, dating back to Ari Leindyke in 1990. Newgarden's first Indianapolis 500 win is Team Penske's record-extending 19th Indianapolis 500 victory. It was sculptor William Barron's 34th image that he crafted for the trophy. Twelve of those are winning drivers from Team Penske, including Rick Mears in 1991, Emerson Fittipaldi in 1993, Al Unser Jr. in 1994, Elio Castroneves in 2001 and 2002, Gilles DeFerrin in 2003, Sam Hornish Jr. in 2006, Elio Castroneves for a third time in 2009, Juan Pablo Montoya in 2015, Will Power in 2018, 
Simon Pagino in 2019, and Newgarden in 2023. This was the 11th year of the formal unveiling of the winning driver's sterling silver image on the Borg Warner Trophy, dating back to Tony Kanaan in 2013. It's something Borg Warner always looks forward to, whether it's at the IMS Museum in France with Simon Pagano or the Indiana State House with Elio Castroneves in 2022. It's something that's always memorable for everyone involved. It was also a nice way to celebrate Newgarden's 33rd birthday on December 22nd. This edition of Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental is a special Borg Warner Trophy edition featuring exclusive interviews with Joseph Newgarden and, later in the show, Michelle Collins, Global Director, Marketing and Communications at Borg Warner Corporation. First up is the winning driver of this year's Indianapolis 500. Here is my exclusive interview with Joseph Newgarden for Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. It's a special day for our next guest. It's Indianapolis 500 winning driver Joseph Newgarden, who on December 15th got to see his face on the permanent Borg Warner Trophy along with all the other winners of the Indianapolis 500. Is this the event where it really sinks in what the history of this will mean to you? I think it I think it sinks in at multiple moments. This is definitely another, you know, another point where you're you know, you're you're sort of immortalizing the experience in a lot of ways, uh, immortalizing the year. It's it's pretty cool, Bruce. You know, to, to be able to go through this whole process and to, to repeat to repeat it, you know, multiple times as as we go through the celebrations. I think it just speaks to the tradition of the Indy 500 and the significance. You know, in a lot of ways, it's like Christmas. You know, people that love Christmas, they think about it all year long. In that. You know, you're excited for the Christmas season to maybe come around. Well, people people get excited for the month of May year-round. And I think for us, we're, you know, we're excited for the next May to just show up and have another opportunity to compete and, you know, going through this process because it has been unique and, and, and pretty cool. Speaking of Christmas, it's also coming up on your birthday. So what a way to celebrate your birthday. Yeah, it's been, you know, the cool, it's been the... Uh, it's been the most special holiday season I've ever been a part of. You know, this this definitely adds to the festivities and the specialness. But yeah, for me, it's it's a tremendous honor, you know, just to, to go through this journey of winning the Indy 500 and, you know, something I'll cherish forever. And, you know, extra motivation, I would say, in a lot of ways of, of going back next year and trying to do it again. Speaking of going back next year and trying to do it again, it's going to be a different season. Uh, you're not going to have the hybrid assist unit in next year's Indianapolis 500. And in a lot of ways, how much interest are you paying on that project? Because it will be delayed to midway through the season. Well, I think everybody is is obviously paying attention to it pretty extensively. Um, we know that, you know, 2024 is going to be, you know, challenging in, you know, new circumstances, which, which is how every year is. Every year you sort of, you, you mark what are the challenges for the year? What do we need to be focused on? You know, what do we need to prepare for? So I think everyone is just allocating, you know, brain power and resources to, you know, the way that this year is going to flow, which is going to be different than what it was in 23. So we know what it, we know what the schedule looks like up to Indianapolis, and and we know there's there's most likely going to be a change midseason, and and um, everyone's going to have to try and adjust the best of that. You said flat out at the unveiling 
that you've been asked the question numerous times, what would you rather do, win the Indianapolis 500 or the IndyCar Championship? And a lot of times you would answer by, I'd want to win both, obviously. The championship may be harder to win, but tonight it was a flat out, I'd rather win the Indianapolis 500. When did that change? Well, I think, you know, I told Nathan Brown this. It's like, look, you can, you can, you can answer that question different ways at different times. And it's still a very tough question you know, to, to give one answer to. I think the goal is always to win both. That's what you're focused on. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna just try and choose one. I think the, you know, the significance of the Indy 500 still remains true. And it's, it's you know, it's the, it's the most significant thing across the year and you wanna win it, but you also wanna win the championship. But I, you know, I definitely wanna win Another 500 after, you know, experiencing what it was like this season. So how do you prepare to win the Indianapolis 500 in December when there's been a little bit of uncertainty going on in the IndyCar season as far as a lot of the testing was done for the hybrid unit? When are you going to get a chance to go out and test knowing now you're not going to have the hybrid, so it's going to be a lighter car for the Indianapolis 500? I think it will be similar to last year in that, you know, we, we normally test in April. Most everybody will be there, so that process will be you know, similar to to what we've done in years past. You know, by that time when we're running on the oval, um, you know, everybody will be together, and, and that's what we're used to seeing every year. To give team owner Roger Penske his 19th Indianapolis 500 victory, I know that there's going to be a milestone coming up. Whoever gives him his 20th, I'm sure you want to be that driver. But how does it feel now to have your face up there with the Mark Donahues and the Rick Mears and the Bobby Unsers and the Al Unsers and all the great drivers that have driven for... Roger Penske. Yeah, it's tremendously special. It's a huge honor just to be a part of all this and, you know, to be amongst the legends. I never thought that would happen in my career. I, I didn't know what a career would even look like. I just like driving race cars. So, you know, to be here and to represent Roger Penske would never have dreamed that. And uh, I have the best job in the world, one of the best bosses in the world, if not the best. And, you know, excited to get back to work. That's, you know, kind of simple as I can put it. It's just, you know, ready to, ready to jump back in and, and put the work in with everybody else. How do you reflect back on tonight to see that for the first time? What was your reaction? Yeah, just special. You think about the, you know, you think about the pain, the heartache of, of all the years you've been here and it's not worked out and to, to finally see it um, 12 years later, it, you know, it just made it, it made it all worth it in a lot of ways. So it, it, it gives you the emotion when you first see it. And wrapping up here with Joseph Newgarden, the winning driver of the 107th Indianapolis 500. You don't get to take home the Borg Warner Trophy because it's the permanent trophy, but in January at the Henry Ford, you're going to get the baby Borg, and you get to keep that one. So is that another Christmas moment for Joseph Newgarden waiting I, for another present? I can't wait till January. You know, I think the baby Borg is is one of the coolest uh, trophies that you can personally have. You know, it's it's the next best thing than, than having the actual Borg Warner Trophy. So, yeah, that'll be a big day, um, you know, to be there with, with Roger and to receive them together. That'll be like, you know, just the, the cherry on top. Joseph Newgarden, the winning driver of the 107th Indianapolis 500. Congratulations on having your face unveiled on the Borg Warner Trophy. Good luck in the 2024 season. Thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck Rental. Thanks, Bruce. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. 
and last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Hey everybody, this is Joseph Newgarden, winner of the 107th Indianapolis 500, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Michelle Collins is BorgWarner's Global Director, Marketing and Communications. The BorgWarner Trophy is one of her favorite projects of the season, but she is also involved in many great initiatives at BorgWarner, as she tells me in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy. It's a special day for this next guest. It is Michelle Collins, Director of Global Marketing and Communications for Borg Warner. Michelle, we unveiled Joseph Newgarden's face on the Borg Warner Trophy earlier today at a special event at the Stutz Museum in downtown Indianapolis. I know this is one of the highlights of the season for you. It's always cool to see a driver's reaction when he sees his face on the Borg Warner for the first time. What was your reaction to Joseph's reaction? It just makes me smile. It does every year that you can tell they're internally thinking about it, that it's sinking in. So, it, you know, everybody has a different reaction. Some people who are more, uh, you know, gregarious, like Elio, he makes, you know, oh, I look like Tom Cruise or Joseph is a, a little bit more private. And so you can see he's really thinking about it and it's sinking in what this really means for him. But the smile on the face always says it all. It's always a special event, and this year you were able to do it a week before his birthday, <laughs> and in a way, that's kind of cool. How were you able to manage that, and also being in downtown Indianapolis, as when Indianapolis finest drives by, <laughs> we're doing this event before Christmas, so there is an extra festive atmosphere involved. Yeah, you know, sometimes it just works out 
according to their schedule. So there's never really a target we're, we're looking towards. It's really more when our sculptor, Will Barons, is able to, you know, complete his tasks and, and feel like, you know, he's not being rushed as well to do the perfect work that he does on it. So we, we follow that. We get kind of a general timeline. Then we go to Joseph and, and the team and see, you know, hey, what works in their schedule? It, you know, as you know, with any Indy 500 winner, they have a lot of commitments that, that year after winning with their different partners and sponsors. So we want to make it easy and fun for them. Joseph is also a first time Indianapolis 500 winner. And I'm sure in a lot of ways, that's a little extra special too. Because yeah. it's like when you have a baby for the first time, they love all their kids, but yeah. yet a first time experience has to be something that makes it even more memorable. Yeah, I think because they're experiencing everything for the very first time, like you said, so not knowing really the different things we do for them with the, the baby board, with the face sculpting with Will. Um, and like I said, we try to make it as, as easy as possible for them. We don't want to make it a chore. We want to make it something that they really enjoy. And I think after we did the, the sit-down session with Will, uh, in North Carolina, Joseph, it, it was all kind of falling into place for him. You know, he was like, wow, this is really special. This is more than I ever thought, you know, it could be. And and I said, well, there's even more coming, you know, over the next months with the face unveil. And then you, you ultimately get the, the baby Borg. Do you think that the enormity of the accomplishment sinks in when they see their face on the trophy with the other winning drivers of the Indianapolis 500? For sure. And that just even gave me chills. I think once they realize they're etched on there, ingrained on there in perpetuity, um, you know, with all of these other greats that came before them, you know, from nearly a hundred years ago. It's really, really phenomenal. And, and like Joseph said in his remarks tonight, there's nothing like it. Speaking of nothing like it, there's nothing like being able to have this event in Indianapolis. And what's it like to see the community support of this event every year? It, it's such a cool community. Just like Joseph said uh, earlier tonight, People who are from Indianapolis know. I mean, as soon as you know somebody's from there or they have ties there, there's one common thread, and that's the Indy 500. So it's just uh, really cool to just kind of be back where, where it all happened, and it feels really organic that way. You've done a lot of cool things with the trophy in the past. I know when Simon Pagino won it back in 2019, you took it to France. The trophy's been to Japan with Takuma Sato. Joseph lives in Nashville. Are there any plans at some point to maybe have this trophy on display in Nashville, especially leading up maybe to next year's championship race? that's going to be on the streets in Asheville. Yeah, I'm sure there will be. We don't have anything committed at this point. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny how that happens because when we've had an international driver win, of course, that's the first thing they think of. They want to bring it back to their home, to their hometown, and, and really, you know, celebrate with their community. And I think because we had a, a native, uh, you know, uh, U.S. driver here. It, it didn't come up as naturally in conversation as it did, but I've been thinking about that a lot over the months about that race in Nashville, what that tie-in is that we could do there. So I, I would definitely love to make it happen, which I'm sure we can. I'm going to ask you an unfair question. It is the 34th face that sculptor William Barron's has sculpted that's on the trophy. His first one was Ari Leyendijk in 1990. What number face is it for you? 
Oh, well, I started with Borg Warner in uh, 2013 um, and I started later in the year. So the race had already happened and, you know, I was kind of getting up to speed and learning about, you know, uh, uh, this whole process and, and our involvement with IndyCar. The very first year that I did the unveiling, though, um, was the year that Will Power won. Is it fair for me to ask you which of William Barron's faces or the faces under your regime is your favorite? <laughs> you know, I love the shot that they showed in that video early earlier um, about the, you know, they, they did a, a pan over the shot of all the, the full face yeah. figures that Will has in his studio that are cast. And, and we started doing that studio sit-in with uh, Juan Pablo and um, you know, every time I think, oh, yeah, I, I think that's the best one. And then I see that scan of that shot and it, it just has me like doubting myself. Like, well, no, I, I actually think this one is the best or they're all phenomenal. I feel like that's that's asking which of, uh, you know, Michelangelo's works are, are the most epic. But um, I don't know. I mean, they're they're all great. I guess I've never been asked that question before. I have to think about it a little bit. <laughs> the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum is being renovated, uh, so it's going to be closed till 2025. And generally, the Borg Warner Trophy, its permanent display was always in the museum. Where will it be housed in the meantime, and how will it be displayed so that when fans come in from out of town and want to see? the Borg Warner Trophy, they're, they're able to see it. Yeah, we're working on that closely with the museum and also with IMS. So uh, first I, you know, in the off season, I would say we're, we're not doing as much of it. That's usually when it's more stationary at the museum, but there is a, some restoration work that I, I'm planning to have done to it. Just some touch-ups to that wooden base and, and the black base around, around the bottom that needs a little bit of refurbishment. So uh, I'm hoping to get that done during some of this downtime and before for the next race in May. Um, but we're in discussions collaboratively with some other um, museums where we're hoping to potentially have it on a, a temporary display. You know, ultimately we want to keep it close to Indianapolis um, and, uh, um, you know, have it somewhere where fans can enjoy it, especially during the race. So there's still a lot of discussion going on about that. Because of Borg Warner's connection to the automotive industry and because you're based in Detroit, is the Henry Ford among one of those places where it may be on display? Potentially. We definitely think that it would be a really neat tie-in with the Motorsports in America display that they have there right now. I, I was able to personally go and see that myself last week. Phenomenal display, one of which I know Team Penske has has put a lot of support into, um, as, lo as well as a lot of local you know, automotive uh, OEMs, like you said, in the metro Detroit area. And what are some of the initiatives that Borg Warner is working on now? I know that you're heavily involved in electric vehicles and battery and recharging systems and lithium mm -hmm. and things of that nature. What are some of the things Borg Warner is working on now? Some of the new projects we can expect to see the corporation make in the future? Yeah, so like you mentioned, a lot in the realm of electrification, um, we've done a, a few acquisitions that this year to help bolster and, and I would say increase our bench strength with some of those products like charging. Um, you know, I get asked the question um, occasionally as well, you know, what is, what is Borg Warner doing about, you know, combustion engines still? 
they're they're obviously still on the road and and will be for some time. We are not abandoning that. We still have a lot of innovative technology there. I mean, as most people know, um, we we have the Borg Warner turbochargers. I think that's what a lot of people in racing and just car enthusiasts in general know us for. Um, so we're not abandoning that. There's still a lot of technology in there, and you know. Uh, into the the future, you know, 10 years and beyond. Uh, this isn't an evolution that's going to happen overnight. Is Borg Warner looking with keen interest at the hybrid assist unit that IndyCar is developing? It was going to start at the beginning of the 2024 season. That's now been delayed the midway through the 2024 season. But how keen is your interest in seeing how well that develops? Because it really is heading toward the future. Yeah, we have a lot of products for uh, hybrid vehicles as well. And, and quite honestly, I mean, that's going to be a natural bridge in between com- the world of combustion and the world of electric, especially as, you know, that, that cost is still pretty high for an electric vehicle. So I would say not, you know, uh, general middle, middle class uh, people, you know, that's still generally unattainable for them as well as, you know, the infrastructure getting built up and everything. So hybrid is definitely a, a, a bridge to electrification. And is it a cool feeling to know that you may have helped change Joseph Newgarden's mind? Because if you had asked him midway through the season, which he appreciated more winning the Indianapolis 500 of the championship, he admitted it would have been tough for him to come to the decision. Tonight, when he was asked the same question, he says, by far and away, winning the Indianapolis 500 is a bigger thrill than winning the championship. So in a way, how cool was that to hear him say that? That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, I think uh, there's no denying that there's something just very special about winning the Indy 500 that... You know, you don't get that same comparable experience with the championship. As we get serenaded by the Gordon Pipers, there seems to be some symmetry there because on race day morning, the Gordon Pipers come down the front stretch of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, helping to deliver the Borg Warner Trophy to the start finish line that's on the back of the pace car. Yes. So, in a lot of ways, today you were able to escort in the winning driver of this year's Indianapolis 500 with the Gordon Pipers. So in a lot of ways, you see some symmetry in that. Yes, I mean, it just literally came full circle. That's that's kind of funny how that happened. And as soon as I hear that, I'm instantly transported to race day. I, I don't know if everybody feels that way, but as soon as I hear them start playing, you know, I, I just feel all of the senses of that day. And speaking of full circle, how big of a morale for the company how big does that boost the morale to be involved with the Borg Warner Trophy and the Indianapolis 500? Because it really does seem to be something everybody in the Borg Warner Corporation can rally behind. Definitely. Of course, you know, our, our employees based here in Indianapolis, I'm sure, feel even stronger connection to that. Um, but globally, it's just something we're really proud of. And I would say really um, with having so many international drivers win the Indy 500 over the last, you know, 10 years, that has really brought an extra level of awareness, even within our company. So taking the trophy back to the hometown visits, everywhere that we've gone, we've had a location. So we've been able to also celebrate it with, you know, our employees that are in that country. And a lot of them have told me afterwards, hey, you know, 
I, I, I became a real fan of this. You know, now I'm able to stream the race and I, uh, you know, watch it uh, at whatever time of day it is, you know, based on the time zone they're in. Um, so, you know, we've brought it to Sweden, had lots of fans at our, our location there in Landskrona, um, who, who I found out later travel every year to come see the race. So I think that's done a lot, even just within our employee population to increase awareness globally. Joseph Newgarden's face has been unveiled on the permanent Borg Warner Trophy. Of course, he doesn't get to take that one home with him, but the end of January at the Henry Ford, he will get his baby Borg, and so will team owner Roger Penske. Yes. And how big is that? And in a lot of ways, that's completes the Borg Warner victory tour, as I call it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the pinnacle of it. I'm sure we'll have, you know, some uh, periphery events afterwards. But yeah, I mean, these are the heavy hitters, the face unveil and the baby Borg. It's great. You know, um, we love Team Penske. We love all the teams. But of course, we, we're pretty familiar with Roger with this being his 19th. So uh, super excited to celebrate that with him in January. Uh, really looking forward to it. And then the plan. Planning begins for the 108th Indianapolis 500. You got a lot of guests. You have a lot of corporate people that you entertain at that event. It's one of the highlights of the season for you. And you get a chance to do this all over again with another winner in 2024. Yes. Yeah, we're very excited about that. We've already done the planning. Invitations are going out. We're working on some really cool uh, gifts as well. Uh, always looking for something, you know, fun and interesting to, to give our guests and, uh, you know, celebrate the weekend. So we're excited. Michelle Collins, Director of Global Marketing and Communications for Borg Warner. Congratulations on another outstanding Borg Warner trophy unveiling with Joseph Newgarden. Good luck in 2024. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. Thanks, Bruce. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. This is Will Power of Team Penske, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental. We want to thank our guest, the winner of the 107th Indianapolis 500, Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske, and Michelle Collins, Global Director of Marketing and Communications for Warner Corporation, for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental, your path to victory lane in IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motorsports Press Association. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. 
and all of us at Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental, wish everyone a fantastic holiday season in 2023 and a very happy new year entering 2024. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.